Hi. Today Hi. we're celebrating Ken and Lisa Jordan of Accent American Inc. Cleaning and Disaster Restoration. Hi, Ken and Lisa. How you Hi, doing? How are you? Wonderful. How are you? Good. Doing we're great. so excited you're you're joining us today. This is this is going to be fun. We're excited to be here. Thank you. So, how did your business get started? Uh, disaster restoration. That sounds like a big. Well, first of all, <clears throat> I I started a carpet cleaning business. Mm -hmm. I worked my way. I majored in business and finance, and I worked my way through school, and I uh, was a bouncer and <clears throat> checked out a bunch of jobs and. Nobody was paying decent money. I mean, yeah. Uh, Kmart offered me a job out of college, eighteen thousand a year to start, and sixty to eighty hours a week. And I made more money working part time in college, just beat chest like a chip. Uh, I was a bodybuilder, so I dressed like a Chippendale on ladies' night to serve drinks to the ladies, and uh, <clears throat> that started in the eighties. And I was making eight to twelve hundred dollars in tips in one wow. night it was easy to do back then yeah wow. I, I waited tables also it was easy to make 800 bucks a night <laughs> wow so if you hustle I remember yeah. when the chippendales were popular yeah uh, they, they, had oh, yeah. Yeah. they tried to get me to do that too and i'm like they wanted me to uh, join up a group in london and they got busted for a patent infringement and then the guy got arrested for having relations with a 15 year old well, because Chippendale <clears throat> Chippendale was a very famous old furniture company right right they took the name and didn't get permission to use the name Chippendale and it is patented yeah, oh, I hadn't yeah. Heard that. so they got busted when they went to England which is where Chippendale I also could have got into pro wrestling uh everybody seen the actor The Rock Mm -hmm. I knew his father. I trained with his father, and he wanted to promote me in pro wrestling along with Paul Ellering and a few others. And <clears throat> I was in college at the time, so I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. But they, they were switching over to from the Dusty Rhodes type look to the bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. And I knew Hulk Hogan, trained with him, and he had just uh, bodyguarded Cindy Lauper. And on stage, he got noticed, and he made Rocky Three. And after that, wrestling went crazy. But <clears throat> the main reason I couldn't do it, they wanted me to fly to Japan. I could do, you know, wrestling is all fake. Yeah, all right. Fake. And and the Matt Sulu wrestling school is a stunt school. Like okay. a Hollywood stuntman would go to. Uh -huh. And I'd have to go to that. And that cost 10 grand. So I'm like, not going to make it. But kind of wonder, well, what would have happened if I did? <laughs> me. So no, did no. all of that physicality uh, play well into, you know, lead in well into your, your business? Your, your it carpet? didn't lead into the business, but it definitely helped having all that muscle and all that strength when you're moving furniture and carrying around big pieces of equipment. Oh, sure. Yeah. Does yeah, I've seen him sure. pick up a sofa and carry it out the house on his back. Yeah, we'll do that now, but not at 64. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just... I just saw an ad somewhere and it says, you know, make a thousand dollars a week. And I'm sitting there. How can you do that? And I was used to making that in a day when nobody wanted to pay the kind of money I made. <clears throat> and <clears throat> long story short, I went to work for a company and it was a bait and switch, five ninety five or four ninety five a room. You go in and, and I'd watch what they did. And I'm like, you know, I don't agree with this. I didn't know what I was doing. So I said, yeah, I can, you know, do this better. So now granted, this was the 80s, right? So I'm walking in, I'm working in biker shorts with a 
portable, a tank top, just about making money. And he was massively huge back then. He's yeah. small now compared to what he was. And, wow. you know, he had a 12-pack of cash. <laughs> And so most yeah. of most of his clients were women, and some of them were having their carpets cleaned once a month. Ah. So Lisa said, I met Lisa. She was working at Robicani's and um, and at Century Finance <laughs> and at Cardi's Jewelry. And I knew Jim Robicani. Oh. He was a legend in Tampa for nightclubs. He is a big promoter in South America now, and I knew him real well. And I used to bounce for him. And in the eighties. They had uh, best 80s bar contest. bar contest for like bodybuilders, best chest, best well, legs. they had them for thing. women too. But I would go enter these and I'd win 500 bucks a week in addition to making those tips. Because wow. I'd go in and I'd win look, a bar tabs I'd give away, but I'd win about 500 bucks a week going there. And I'd go in all dressed blousy and take off and get on stage and pose and win. So Jim calls me up and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I, I'm too old to do that. He said, now bring your best friend, your your buddies, and we'll give you free drinks. And Alicia was cocktail waitress in there. I was one of the waitresses <laughs> and Jim told me to go recruit guys for this contest. And he walks in with him and five of his big massive buddies. So of course I go right over and try to recruit them. So I didn't tell her I was in the contest. So I'm like, hey, you know, would you like to get together sometime? Have a coffee? Here's my card. Goes, nope. Nope. Don't have time. I'm busy. I work three jobs, and I would come in there every night. There, big store. Long story short, that that contest that night, a big fight broke out. Some guy jumped on stage, and who shouldn't have been there? And he was severely overweight, and everybody's laughing. And then he cold cocked the bouncer, busted his nose open, and I used to bounce with this guy and had to rush him to the hospital. So <clears throat> get him all stitched up. <clears throat> so after that, I kept coming back to meet Lisa. Mm -hmm. And she's yeah, kept saying no. I'm tipping her five dollars a drink for a dollar seventy five beer. <laughs> and she's no, 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 no. So legitimately, I'm busy. I was working two full time jobs and a part time job. I work Monday through Friday at the finance company, eight to five, with my two roommates. And then I worked at the bar full time. My only night off was Monday because on Saturday and Sunday during the day. I worked for the jewelry store. So when I ask her out, my buddies there, now this sounds very egotistical, but let's understand in the eighties, you know, the way I was built, the, the women asked me out. Okay. They'd come to the club. They'd want to go out and it's just like the eye candy thing. He was also mm -hmm. a male model. Yeah. I did some modeling too. I'll show you okay. <laughs> this was during the John Travolta days, right? Of uh, pretty much. Yeah. Well, what really kicked it off after you had John Travolta, then you had the country western thing kicked off, mm -hmm. and right after that, Flashdance came out. Yes, I remember that. So when Flashdance came out, all the the women, which the, the gym became the new meat market, mm -hmm. and I was at a gym that was hardcore. I mean, our dumbbells started at 50 pounds, okay. and I'm playing with 180 pound dumbbells. So the women would come in there, you know, instead of going to the happy hour to meet guys, and we're like, what the heck? leg warmers and everything you know and it stood out so then after that all these other clubs started coming uh and they were meat markets valleys or or, or all of that stuff mm -hmm. <clears throat> so pretty much well so what happened with that he kept coming in and talking to me and you know it was like six weeks of him coming in every night and just standing there waiting for me to walk by so he could talk to me a little bit 
and would ask me out all the time. And I kept saying no. And I thought, I only have one night off. That's when I do my laundry. And, and my buddies are laughing and rolling on the floor. She said no. And I'm like, no. she said no. I'm like, what's that? Well, <laughs> at no? the finance company, my two roommates worked at the finance company with me. I was the only one with the car. So I drove both of them to work and both of them home every day. Um, our boss was really cool because most of the people who were working there did collection work. I got bumped up where I was doing the actual posting onto the account. So I didn't have to make those phone calls anymore. Nice. Um, but the, the one roommate, James, did off-site collections. So he would use my car during the day to run and pick up payments from people and bring them back to the post on the account. Mm. Well, our boss would let us take breaks with the radio contest. Whenever they'd have dial-in and win, he'd go, okay, everybody take five minutes, dial-in, see what you can win. So we won a lot of stuff because we're constant. We had multiple lines, so we could have five lines going at the same time to the same number. <laughs> so on this particular day in July, I won two tickets to a movie premiere party. It's a Monday. I'm off that night. Asked both my roommates, which one of you wants to go with me? Oh, no, it's too late. We'll get home too late, and I got to go to work in the morning. I'm like, really? I take you home, take a nap get dressed and go back out to work and get home at four o'clock in the morning, then sleep for two hours and wake you up to come to work. You can't go out one night. They're like, no, no, no. So my male roommate, James, why don't you call that guy at the club <laughs> that keeps talking to y'all and give the guy a break? <laughs> so I did. I called. So I am um, getting ready to go out the door. I had mm -hmm. another thing. I'm already dressed and the answering machine rings. And back to, so I stopped to listen to the answering machine. And it's like, hey, it's Lisa from Robocani's. And she told me that story. Can you be here in 30 minutes? And I'm like, boom, called her up. Where do you live? She lived next to King High School. I lived on the other side of Tampa. <clears throat> I lived in apartments close to uh, in town, and country. town and country, Hillsboro and Memorial. And it's five o'clock. All right. So I'm like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I'll be there. So, man, I drove like a bat. I drove so fast. I hit a pothole. Busted my passenger door. It started flopping open. So I had a bungee cord. The van. <clears throat> I had a bungee cord that shut. <clears throat> so I finally get to her apartment and I start walking out the car. And then her roommate goes. My male roommate, James, who, who was kind of built, not nothing like him, looks out the window and he says, this guy, he says, he's kind of big. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, is that him? And I'm like, yeah. We lived in the second floor. And he goes, Okay, see ya. <laughs> Ducks in his bedroom. <laughs> so, I, I, so she comes out, and Lisa, it, Lisa had million dollar legs. That's what attracted me. Still to do. It. Yes, and those five inch heels and a mini skirt. And I'm like, oh my god, you know, mini. So anyway, I'm like, you're gonna have to get in on the driver's door. I just mm -hmm. broke that door, and she's like, yeah, right. So she goes in. I make sure I turn and I look the other way. And I made, I look back <laughs> and make sure he was polite. He at the other way because I literally had to crawl over the driver's seat in a micro mini skirt oh before <laughs> you sit down yeah mm -hmm. so we get to Harbor Island <clears throat> it was a um, club oh, what was the name of that club Blueberry Hill Blueberry Hill and she won a movie premiere it was a movie with Cindy Lauffer and Jeff Goldblum about psychics we finally saw that movie about two years ago. Two years ago. <laughs> this was 35 years ago that we were supposed to. So be. we're talking and drinking, and she, oh my God, could she drink? Mm -hmm. 
I spent $280 on the bar tab and she drank in the eighties in the eighties. So we end up back at Robocani's at about two in the morning and everybody's cheering and clapping. They're going finally. Yes. So anyway, after that, <clears throat> that was well, our first day. Prior to that, <laughs> working in the club, our boss, Jim would have meetings with the staff and the staff is mainly female. He likes female bartenders, female wait staff. We had one male bartender and the bouncers were the only other male crew. So he would always tell us, ladies, don't go out with the guys who come in here. They're all crap. They're all you know, assholes and that kind of thing. And then one day he looked at me and he says, except Kenny, he's a nice guy. I said, what are you talking about? I'm not seeing Kenny. Why is everybody talking to me about the skinny guy? So when we finally walked in, everyone was like, yeah, you finally got together. That was our first and date we've been in together ever since mm -hmm. wow That's <clears throat> we knew we were getting married on the first date yeah the things we really? talked about having the, the big house a lot of land bunch of dogs bunch of dogs raising our own crops and that's where we are that's we where bought we this in 99 and so naturally um i got to tell her i'm, I'm i had a business i have a carpet cleaning a business upholstery cleaning and uh <clears throat> so <clears throat> She came on and she would help me with the business and she would work up uh, the bar. And so I told her, you don't have, you know, it's up to you, but you don't need to work three jobs anymore. Mm -hmm. We'll move in together, put our bills together. Uh, I'll have the business lease the car and we can use it and write off yeah. the payments. All right. And you put all your tips in a jar, <clears throat> which turned out to put that all that coins we had one of those big five gallons upper hill bottles and i would bring home the change from my tips which is quarters always we filled up that jar it was over six thousand dollars helped us put a down payment in our first house yes because wow. we needed to come up with like uh ten thousand or 10, something in eight, we bought the first house in 89 so <clears throat> I met her in 88 and then not uh, yeah towards yeah 89 we got in there 89 we bought the house we got married in 90 and then we bought this place in 99 and so she would help me with the business i'd drag her out in the field well i would yeah. i would come home in the evening and help him with paperwork which he's horrible at paperwork yeah. so we bought a computer and i started putting things into you know the computer bookkeeping program for him and that kind of stuff and <laughs> making sure that all the bills got paid so he didn't have to do that and i also made him start wearing a uniform then yeah. we found out about certifications back then it was called oh. the iicuc mm -hmm. IICRC now, and I became a certified triple master in the industry. So, uh, in terms of what that means, they teach at Purdue University now as a 10 year course. And there's less than 500, 550 people it, worldwide who have his level of certification. So, that qualifies. Okay. So, so that would answer the question are, of what, yeah. what sets you apart in the industry. Right. That's it. He's an IICRC certified triple master. Um, you ever look at his list of actual certifications it fills up a full page mm -hmm. and we figured it was over on the, 10, on the sleeve over 10,000 hours of classroom training yeah wow. plus hands-on wow. plus testing plus for certain ones you have to get the certification and then be a journeyman for two to four years and show okay. actual proficiency in the field and he was also what they call a performance assessor where they would take Say you were a carpet cleaner, you would come to the assessment, and we would I helped on the side run you through certain tasks, like how do you measure chemicals properly? 
and people don't know how to measure and pH and, and how do you measure pH? <laughs> how, how do you pull back the carpet, clean and replace the pad when there's pet urine, and then reinstall the carpet? There's different things like that, and you'd get a grade, pass or fail. And it's a way for companies to say, okay, so John does great here, but he needs help here. So this is what we need to work on him for. And he was one of the assessors. I got dragged in behind him to kind of help. So, yeah. Okay. So it's sort of an external quality control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in the industry. It's done by third, <laughs> third party people who've nice. been trained yeah. and assessed themselves to be experts. Now, moving ahead, naturally, when you had a, a water loss, we didn't have water damage restoration back then. We had to invent it. So what had, who would you call? You'd call a guy that sucked water out. And then you say, well, can you dry this or that? So we'd put fans down. Yeah. Lo and behold, we think we're drying, but we're not. <clears throat> Walls started molding and all of this. So mold became a big issue. I don't know if you remember the Melinda Ballard case in Texas where they, her family got sick from mold. They had to sue farmer's insurance and uh, they wanted to have to, you know, said tear the house down. So that's the one Aaron Brockovich came in, took over and basically, <clears throat> you know, after she made that movie, she became the lawyer and she took mm -hmm. that mold case. So now they came up with a certification for mold. We came up with a certification for water damage, how to do it and dry it properly so you wouldn't and get mold. We served on committees <clears throat> to help establish these standards. He just recently did a committee to rewrite in terms of the, the odor, odor decontamination. The odorization. He mm -hmm. served on the committee to help completely <clears throat> rewrite that standard and rewrite the training protocol for it. And they dragged me in for some reason, even though I don't have the certification. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what happened is, so naturally, one thing led to another. So carpet led to upholstery, which led to tile and grout, which led to this, which led to floor, which led to water damage, rug, rug cleaning, uh, all different certifications, drying a building out, crime scene cleanup, uh, biohazard remediation. So COVID cleanups. All of that. <clears throat> so, that's, Spider, so that's where yeah. we grew to. Okay. So, so you didn't was, start with the crime scene part of it. You no, that, that was much later. Simple carpet cleaning, and they each built on each other. Okay. And and I once had someone ask me how, how they kind of correlate with carpet and upholstery cleaning and disaster restoration. Well, if you clean carpet, you usually have some kind of equipment. We have the big truck that sucks. Mm -hmm. Some people use portables. We have a big <laughs> truck that sucks. If you have a water damage, you suck up the water first. So you need the big truck that sucks. And the last thing you do on a water damage restoration job is you clean the floors as you go out. Fire. If you have a fire, what do they use to put out the fire? water so again Lots. you need the big truck that sucks plus we use the big truck to clean everything <laughs> and again we clean the floors on the way out mold is water damage gone bad so again you're dealing with the water situation and you use the drying equipment and you still use the big truck that sucks because we tear out the <laughs> drywall and then we wash down the sides in the floor and again we clean the floor is the last thing we do that so separates us from our competition in this way <clears throat> Think of a national franchise, any of them, mm -hmm. do what we do. They do not want to dry anything. They want to rip it all out. In our industry, in order to learn drying, they had to build homes and flood them and dry them. And then we successfully dry carpet padding and drywall from clean water losses without ripping anything out over 400 times. And in, in this house that they use. Yeah, and drying of drywall makes it stronger and harder. You don't have to cut it out. 
But if it takes you three, let's say uh, a 2,000 square foot house flooded completely, it might take us $5,000 to dry that out. But my competitor wants to come in and take out two to four feet of drywall, put everything in storage, rip out all the carpet, pad, floor. Rip out all the cabinets. <clears throat> get you for 100 grand. I'm dry in three to five days. Your house is tied up for six to eight months. And they have to, any cleaning from a fire, they sub out. They don't know how to do it. Yeah, we do it ourselves. So why, now from a business model, <clears throat> it's easy to invest a half a million dollars in equipment to make less. They would rather hire three guys with a razor knife, go in and. And sorry, I'd rather do it ethically in the right way. <clears throat> yeah. Plus I can do 10 jobs for $5,000 each while they're stuck on this one for eight mm -hmm. months and I'm only in a month and I still got the other seven months to do those 10, three to 5,000. Now think about it. All right. Your house, a pipe breaks. All right. And, um, you got a company that can dry everything out and guarantee it. No odor, no mold, no nothing. All right. <clears throat> your, your insurance. So we had to argue with insurance a lot. Oh, carpet and pad molds. No, it doesn't. It's plastic. Tupperware, you don't throw Tupperware away when the food molds. There's so much, there's so much crap wrong about mold. And I could talk three hours just on mold. All right. And uh, so it naturally, you know, came to, fru you know, to fruition that way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you get it. So what do you guys love most about working together as family? We are together. We get along great. <clears throat> we love working together. We don't have to have time apart we spend all our time together pretty much <clears throat> and we i i i've trained her and honestly when it comes to cleaning especially crime scene women are better men are lousy yep men uh, make lousy cleaners they are much. not uh, when i got to do detail cleaning be it fire or be it uh, mold or trauma, no, but women. For the level that we clean at, mm -hmm. it's way beyond your housekeeper type mm -hmm. cleaning. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we are looking for bloodborne pathogens and mm -hmm. you know viruses and bacteria where they're just looking for polished <clears throat> surface clean. Sometimes when we go through and clean to disinfect, it doesn't look pretty. That comes later. You got water stains on your mirror. Okay. Yeah. It, this is about getting it pet to pass a test. Mm -hmm. Saying you are healthy, clean. We clean okay. carpets and the floors the same way. Like if you mop your floor, you're not cleaning anything. What happens as soon as you squeeze the mop in the wringer and dip it back in the water? Well, one of the things <clears> we really <throat> enjoy is every day is different for us. We don't have like this set schedule. It's not just we, a job; it's an adventure. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> We work with a yeah. lot of property managers. We had one, we're still waiting for them to pull the trigger on, that their tenant was getting evicted. Um, before they could get him out, he died. Um, ten he, days. He was there for 10 days before they found him, and his poor little dog got hungry. Well, it wasn't a little dog. He well, was about... His poor dog got hungry. So the situation is he's dead. So now they have to find his family and they can't do anything with the unit, even though they were in the process of eviction. He hadn't been legally evicted yet. <laughs> they can't do anything with the unit until the family is notified 
and it has gone through probate and the family has the ability to come and take whatever possessions they want. It was flea infested. Well, was, and in the meantime, we go over there to do just some basic cleanup and they had the power turned off because he didn't pay his bill because he's dead. And now they're trying to get the power turned back on but because of the probate situation. The power company's going, no way, <laughs> you can't do anything. So they're, they're stuck. And they've got this unit that they can do nothing with. There's no rent coming in and no hope of any rent coming in until probate goes through. So this kind of stuff we run We ran equipment to knock down most of the odor so they can at least get in and, and to get the contents out. Yeah, well, this is yeah. the same property manager who during Ian had one of his houses that was rented to a family and three huge oak trees fell on it. Boom, boom. Boom. Went through the roof. Came yep. through the roof, came through the ceiling <laughs> into the living room while the family was having a birthday party in the other room. Luckily, they were in the dining room and nobody got hurt. Broke the trusses and everything. And we went in and just cleaned up all the mess off the and floor. And dried it, yeah. So you could actually walk through the building without slipping and falling. Mm -hmm. And then the tree crew came in and pulled the tree out and made a huge mess again. So we had to go and clean it all up again. But Sounds this, like you guys could have a second division selling insurance because with all your yeah, stories, you can sell insurance. We've like been contacted for reality shows. Um, Twice. Discovery Channel. And the problem was they want drama. They want you to make up stuff. Yeah. To, uh, to, to, well, to, what the hell's wrong the, with the you? First, or this The or? first time they said, take some video. <laughs> so I'm out in the field and we had we were working with a general contractor and his crew on a mold job. And we're in there in the old suits and everything and ripping out drywall and I'm taking video and I send it to them and they go, well, where, where's the drama? You know, we need you guys like fighting and bickering. I said, it doesn't work like that with us. We don't, we don't have that kind of stuff. And then the second one, dirty, rotten cleaners. Dirty, rotten cleaners. We were supposed to be <laughs> and they interviewed us and they were just getting ready to start filming when something happened in the background and we got cut. Well, right after that happened, we had a, a, um, a major hoarder house. Roaches um, with spiders. We had a house that was infested with spiders and German roaches. Plus, he was a 40-year smoker, so there was nicotine. Plus, he had a couple of cats that were using his dirty clothes laying on the floor as their potty. So that would have been a huge one for their show. <laughs> then we had another crime scene. We had the one where the guy had the aneurysm and bled out in his chair in the 8,000 square foot house. Mm -hmm. We had all these interesting stuff. So I emailed him. I said, you're missing out on all of this because people see episodes of their show and they're like, there's nothing there, but they're bickering at each other. They're not really doing anything interesting. Like these When they interviewed the first interview, I said, what do you want to talk about? Blood, mold or crap? And they're like, oh, yeah, he's our guy. Okay, just ask a question. Yeah, but one but of you the don't bicker enough to be on TV. Yeah. What a shame. But you still have to tell them about the accident. I was, I was playing basketball on a carpeted court for wheelchair patients. My, my thighs look like Earl Campbell, if you've ever watched Earl Campbell running back. Huge. All right. I was about 260, you know, really big. So I ran down the court to make a fast break and the carpet gave loose and I blew both patella tendons. At the same time. That's Whoa. the one that's from your kneecap going down. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so they rushed me to Brandon Hospital. They didn't know what to do. His kneecap <clears throat> flew up into his thigh. So they had to, I finally got to Florida Orthopedic, met John, uh, Thomas Bernasek. Well, first we went to Brandon Regional and mm -hmm. they kept you on the stretcher in the ER with monitors on you for 24 hours and doctor never came to see him. Did nothing. 
We did nothing. We didn't have health insurance. <laughs> we just got married a year before, and not even a year before. So brought him home, and then someone said, go to Tampajano. So we had a friend who had a van and a wheelchair, so we loaded him up in the back of the van in the wheelchair and hauled him off to Tampa General. And Dr. Thomas Bernasek happened to be on duty that night. And we told him we don't have insurance. This is my insurance. Don't worry about it. So Dr. Bernasek fixed him up and didn't know if he'd ever walk again. So this is less Wait, than a year after we got married. And then wow. shortly after that, found out I'm pregnant. Yeah, because he was the main How soon after that? Uh, it was just a couple months later that we found out I was pregnant. And, and you still didn't know if he was ever going to walk? Mm -mm. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. he, wow. he was still well, laying on the sofa, <laughs> unable to walk when I came <clears> and told him that I was I pregnant. sat in a CPM machine. It was a thing that would work, work your legs for two months. Mm -hmm. Go to the bathroom. And I have buddies. After a while, I said, pick me up, take me to the gym so I can at least work upper body. It got so bad, <clears throat> I finally said, I got to go to work, <clears throat> wires or not. They had to put a, a screw through my kneecap, mm -hmm. a screw through my bone and, and the lower bone, and wrap it with wire to hold it together. Well, <clears throat> timing, both my trucks blew up <clears throat> and um, didn't have the money to rebuild my engine, so I borrowed a used, bought a used truck. It was six shift. Four, so as I'm driving down the road, I'm pushing the clutch, wire breaks. I hired another kid. He had fetal alcohol syndrome, but he could He's he could work, worker. worker to do what I needed and pay him. Well, we also <laughs> had my brother-in-law, one yeah. of his friends, uh, yeah. came and, and took our truck and did some of the cleaning jobs for yeah. us, so we would have some income. But because every, I'm working part time, yeah. and wow. side story on that, mm -hmm. I was working. I left the nightclub. I was working in a hotel in the in the bar, just serving drinks a couple nights a week for extra money. And went to my boss and told him what happened. And he goes, what can we do to help? I said, I need more money and I need it now. Yeah. So he said, okay, I've got like paperwork and stuff in the office that you can do for me and we'll pay you for it. So I went back and started doing all of his reports and all of the paperwork <laughs> for the food and beverage operation in this hotel. Well, the corporate office saw that the reports were coming on in time and accurate. And they said, well, what's going on? And he told them, well, you know, Lisa's working in there part-time doing all of this for me. Well, they created a full-time position for me for 30, 30 grand a year, which in 1990, pretty decent money, plus mm -hmm. full health insurance benefit. Ooh. And I found out later that I was pregnant, so it was covered. Yeah. But that created a yeah. position. For me. And from there, I went to become, in less than eight months, assistant to the general manager. At nine months pregnant, they promoted me to assistant to the general manager and human resources director. Wow. And then after she left, when the hotel got taken over, which they do frequently every four years, I moved to a different hotel and was assistant to the regional vice president. So that incident started <clears throat> a career for me. Plus, they got a computer, and she figured out how to work it and programmed it and created computer software to run their programs. So, oh, really? Yeah, she's, it was simple stuff back I'll then. I'll say she got an IQ of 169. And I'm a natural blonde. She got me beat. I'm 141. Yeah. <laughs> <A year laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Don't ever wow. play Scrabble or words with friends with That's, 
so you guys you guys overcame that uh, apparently you healed um because i healed i had to teach myself to walk and uh and i and i had to and every time i pushed that clutch it stabbed me in the tent well the minute i told him i'm pregnant it that that was the spark that just got him up and i gotta do something I, i've got a child to support now i've got it i've got to go i've got to go anyway he'd run upstairs carrying a floor shampoo and a portable because i didn't have a truck mount yet and when it came to a truck mount, I found one in a junkyard and built it when I got well and put it in a truck. So my first couple I built because back then, good truck mounts were running 40 grand. All right. So now they're 100 <clears throat> or more. <clears throat> so I built the system. If you ever see our big red truck that we drive around in, we work no, out of it. We've never had that it. honor. It's about 250 grand to outfit that truck today. Wow. We yeah. got lucky with it. We we mm -hmm. bought the truck used. We <laughs> the truck mount unit that's in it. It's a funny story. Okay, we got lots of stories. We get we get to our annual conference every year, and it's usually either in Vegas or another city. It was just in Fort Lauderdale, and they would have these raffle prizes where you buy a dollar ticket and you stick it in the cup for the prize you want to win. And I always win some stuff. I still do. <laughs> they don't do raffle tickets mm -hmm. anymore. They do it different, but I always win something. So. We go in and they're drawing for the prizes and I win a machine called a CRB. It's a counter rotating brush machine. You use it to clean floors and it helps get it up. Pulls the nap it up it pulls and the nap up stuff the out of it. Yeah. Well, Kevin <clears throat> had been talking to a guy named Troy. Troy had a truck mount cleaning unit that was down here in Tampa at the shop around the corner. No, he shifted to the shop. Or he shopped it. There was something wrong with it. Need it rebuilt. Needed to be rebuilt. <clears throat> And they had been negotiating, talking about Kenny maybe buying it from him. Well, Troy comes running over to me and he goes, hey, I'll trade you that truck mount unit for that CRB machine. So the joke is I got the truck mount for a dollar. Because was, I paid one dollar, I won the truck mount and traded. The other machine's worth about two grand, so I had a buddy rebuilt it. To buy that machine today, <clears throat> it's, it's ridiculous. So it's very powerful. I mean, probably one of the most powerful machines you can buy. Mm -hmm. So we got into that. Yeah, we got into that for a dollar. Wow. Yep. That's that's quite a story. Yeah. You know? and, so, and so I won another machine, too. I won another machine that was, what, $6,000? Yeah, that portable we use for high rises. They, they would draw your name, and I kept joking around. I'm going to win that grand prize. I'm going to win that grand prize. And we're at a pool party in Vegas, and Ken's sitting at the table with my mother, and they're drawing prizes. So I get up and walk around to the opposite side of the pool where the podium and the stage is. And I'm just kind of standing there next to a tree waiting. And all of a sudden, Larry, the guy who runs the show, who knows us very well, pulls out the name for the grand prize. And he looks around and he goes, Pizza Jordan. <laughs> i never seen her run so fast in those stilettos, man. My oh. mom's like, what's going on? And Ken's like, she just won something. She's up on the stage. And then he sees me standing next to this big portable machine. He's like, oh, she just won the grand prize. Yeah. <laughs> they keep going on some interesting stories. Oh, yeah. We've got 30 I think items. you guys have a book. I think yeah. you've got an absolutely natural book of, of stories that you Probably. could. Oh, I could write yeah. a book based on a lot of things. Oh, yeah. absolutely. If nothing else, well, you're, you're hey. beginning years and and subsequently yeah. i knew very famous people i knew dr martin luther king jr as a kid i sat on his lap uh why jesse jackson's uh stepmother read his bible stories um 
we had the same birthday and uh that's where i got my uh conservative values from and um <clears throat> my mother was best friends with anne frank she's from holland holland the diary of anne frank yeah so my mom lived was in holland under occupation by the nazis yeah she unfortunately died at the age of <clears throat> breast cancer oh i'm sorry my family was in the dutch underground wow. helping to escape holland um I mean, yeah, yeah. So you guys got, 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 got a publishing uh, career again. Uh, uh, talk about of a man when you decide you want. Yeah, yeah, it's expensive to publish. Yeah. So, so is, there anything, is there anything about being in a family business that you know now that you wish you had known when you started this? I wish we a had known. Job. I wish yeah. we had known more about the um, small business administration. Because we didn't know any of that in the Small Business Development Council. We didn't know about any. Well, I tried to get an SBA loan and I couldn't. <clears throat> okay. okay. And so I had to, I had to basically, my vehicles I had to pay for. Where we, we paid for everything. We got, we didn't get any loans. The okay. only time we got a loan was when my, my dad was, worked for General Motors and I could buy a vehicle with option A and get like a discount. <clears throat> and you could finance the truck mount <clears throat> with the truck at five percent and i did that twice with two trucks fabulous and, okay well yeah, that's a pretty sound piece of honest. advice right there <laughs> minimizing right. debt in your business yeah use right. your money wisely i mean yeah. you know we're practically debt free other than that yeah our goal is to pay the house and the one credit card we took out to buy the generator right we're paying the payments are 70 bucks a month we're paying 500 so to knock it out of the way yeah well, so if somebody's listening to this um, in the future, uh, what, what service area is is within <clears throat> your reach? Do you go okay. across the country, yes. or no? Or we don't go across just the Tampa country. Bay. It's just two of us. Uh, we do mainly Hillsboro, Pinellas, Polk, and Pasco. We mm -hmm. do a sure. lot of work down in the Sarasota Bradenton area. We work with Neal Communities, which is a huge builder up there. So if there's any builders up there, we do some amazing things with mm -hmm. floor cleaning, like removing paint drywall dust, uh, mm -hmm. wood glue, that kind of stuff. We can okay. get all of that Post-construction cleaning? Yeah, post-construction. Shaw Mills referred me to them. I had to develop the system because I couldn't get it out, so I developed a system that works. No. <laughs> so for somebody to reach you, I know your website is Accent American, Accent like Accent on a... Mm -hmm. uh, right, an American, there's an N on the end. American, yeah, with an N. American. Yeah. And I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, phone number better or through the website better? Um, you can phone if, if people want to contact me <laughs> by phone. It's 813-621-6015. That's what you call when you want it really clean. All right. If I could give advice to mostly to consumers, um, you got to be careful of national franchises because they're not certified. The only certification... You can't create your own. The only certification is the Institute of Inspection, Cleaning and Restoration certification. So anyone going in, anyone can get in this business. They get an occupational license to do business. Mm -hmm. They say, I'm licensed. They get insurance and bonding, but they don't know what they're doing. Right. <clears throat> Go to school and learn. <clears throat> learn the science well, first. <clears throat> yeah. Definitely if learn the science. If you're going to get into this kind of business, definitely go to the IICRC then get in, in some of the, the Facebook groups that are out there. Um, Truck Mount Forums is an amazing one. Mm -hmm. Rob is great about supporting other people and he doesn't allow any mm -hmm. crap. He doesn't allow people to bash each other or mm -hmm. someone to try and steer someone wrong deliberately. Cleaners Connect. Cleaners Connect is another <laughs> There's a lot of people out there 
who are willing and able to help you if you want to get into this business. Yeah, someone can or run. in any business. Look for those. Look for those. Chamber of Commerce is great for that. Give me an example. Let's say you bought a brand new carpet and you have to, the new warranty requires you got to clean it every 12 to 18 months, whether it looks dirty or not because of soil and sand. You got to have an IICRC certified cleaner. If you hire just anybody and they come in and they spray a pH about 10.6, you just fried your stain protection. You yeah. never even knew it. It's gone. And one of the, one of the biggest <clears throat> things I tell business people all the time is network. Get out there. Meet people. We don't spend any money on advertising or marketing None. at all. Zero. See, we track we every call. for years because of networking. It's referral. We started networking heavily back in 07 and made lots of great contacts. And we foster those relationships with those people. We make sure we stay in front of them. We make sure that we keep in touch. That's where our business comes from. Is from that small circle is where we're getting all of our business. Wow. In the beginning, when you <clears throat> in the, a new company, you're going to be you got to create a customer base. <clears throat> Problem with people who call you, see SEOs and stuff like that, they don't work for us because let's be honest. If you're at the if your house floods and you're at the computer, you're not going to go online to look for a water damage company. You're probably going to call your insurance. Right. Or call someone you know. You're going to call your neighbor <laughs> or, your, or your mom or somebody and go, hey, this is what happened. What do I do? Because people mm -hmm. don't know what to do. Now, if you want to clean a carpet or a floor and you don't know what to ask, we've educated people how to market us in referral. You don't know what to ask, so you go, you see an advertisement or you see something on Google and you call and your first question is, how much? Mm -hmm. I don't have time for how much. I don't have time to explain. I don't need a thousand calls a day to spend 10 minutes trying to book someone. I'm going to book someone that, hey, you so-and-so used you and I want to do, boom. Right. They're ready to hire us and pay. So how much mm -hmm. callers are the leads? We don't want leads. No. We want <clears throat> referrals. And that's the hardest thing so to explain. ready to buy. <clears throat> to an SC. We can get you a phone. The phone rings. I don't want the phone to ring with someone I have to sell to. And, and getting back to that, you're asking how, how to communicate with us. I communicate with my clients the way they want to communicate. Mm -hmm. If they want to go on a Facebook and get to us through Facebook Messenger, I will respond, text message, LinkedIn, mm -hmm. Instagram, however they feel most comfortable. And you notice I deal with them. She said clients, not customers. There's a big difference in our industry. A client values you. Customer values price. And they just keep moving to the next that price. And a lot of these guys get caught up and they go out of business. And guys like us buy up their equipment mm -hmm. because they, they pay for all this stuff and point for click and this. And they got no work coming in. So they end up going really, really cheap to get volume and they're stuck. And they work themselves to death. They can't afford an oil change, change a tire. They can't afford the right insurance. Mm -hmm. It all compounds <clears throat> because you're selling a service. <clears throat> if Coke or Pepsi, if you're like Coke or Pepsi, either one. Yeah, you're going to buy it, which is cheaper. You can measure it. You can touch it. You can feel it. But you can't with a service. Right. Sounds like you've got a consulting business there. You could also start. Well, I'm, yeah. <laughs> and that's the hardest thing to explain well, to there, people. There's several companies in this area that we have mentored in this business. Yeah. I've oh, helped our competitors because the more of us they are, the, more who are the tide rises, the boats right. rise. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So exactly. There's the crap floating in the water. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and you can so, clean it up. 
But so and so what we do right now in in other than a, a damage, we probably don't work most twenty two, three, hours, two three days a week. That's it. But we're higher end, and mm-hmm. we built our we built our lifestyle. We got our stuff paid off, you know, because <clears throat> at some point we're going to walk away from this. <clears throat> Not yet. We still love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, it, I'm going to die here on this property. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, if someone, I mean, well, our, our property's have, worth about a million. We have eight mm-hmm. acres and we've got our cows and we've got our chickens. We've had our pigs in the past. Got our crop. Got our garden and that kind of stuff. And it's peaceful and it's quiet. And mm-hmm. we have great neighbors. So, and mm-hmm. our daughter is a block away. We turned down a well, one. So you brought that up. A, a lot of family businesses, you know, the concern in a family business is is that succession of what what happens to the business mm-hmm. when I'm no longer <laughs> either want to or want able it. to work. So you don't want it. She doesn't want it. She has no interest. So if we okay. get to the point we're going to retire, we would just say, hey, you know, come buy the equipment here. Okay. So you're, you're basically just, your plan is to liquidate and just shut the business down. Unless yep. somebody wants to take that name, then, mm-hmm. I mean, if they want to buy the business as a whole, then we would sell it. Now, home. we turned down a $1.6 million offer in 09 from a builder, but we said, if someone comes along with three, four million, mm-hmm. all right, we'll consider it. Yeah, you know, yeah. because one million dollars, one point six, you go buy a house for six hundred thousand. You can't live on a million for thirty years. I, I, I couldn't. No. So, well, yeah. our financial planner said if we had seven hundred and fifty thousand to invest, we could retire. Right? So, well, that's invest. Yeah, <clears throat> but. So a million would be even more. Well, it sounds like with you know the, your ability to sell insurance, to create a publishing empire with all your stories. Right. And right. to consult with other cleaners, you know, that you could do uh, can, basically over the internet. We've got multiple options. Cattle and pigs. So, yeah. <clears throat> this has good. been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Mm-hmm. I see another interview coming. Mm-hmm. We will see you soon.